1: Visit ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE.
2: What is going on, NBA 2K League fans? Josiah Cohen bringing you another episode of Pure Playmaker on Prediction. I'm joined, of course, by Will Beverina, who managed to make it home after a long, long trip up to New York for the finals. Will, how you doing?
1: Very, very tired after that weekend, Josiah, but otherwise very good. How are you?
2: Um, I'm doing well myself. I caught up on some sleep after a marathon five game finals that stretched well into the early, early depths of Sunday morning. But it was a good one. It was a long one, you know, with that three and a half hour tech delay. But it was a good one by the end of things with T Wolves Gaming winning it all 3 2 in the best of five series over 76ers GC it wound up being a heck of a series once you got past the first two games and the issues therein. Will, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, a heck of a series would have been even better if we got a five-game series that, you know, um, didn't have to. What's the word to describe those first two games, Josiah? Too... uh,
2: Pointless, meaningless, irrelevant. Dubious,
1: dubious. Highly uh, questionable. Yeah, um... The first two games, a huge blowout, something like 35 and 47 point wins, uh, which caused the gigantic three and a half hour delay before games three through five were played. Um, It it was a close series. It ended up still being a pretty exciting series uh, with with the final three games of it, but um, still would have wished for a much more straightforward, best of five series between two really, really good teams because, uh, I mean, who wouldn't want that?
2: Yeah, I mean, they got the issue back to normal, which is not necessarily equal uh, as things have been all season. The home and away side discrepancy loomed large once again. Um, This time around in these first two games, the home side issue was that they were just straight up long arming shots they, their timing on their jump shots was drastically sped up. So, as Will said, huge blowouts. The T-Wolves won game one 71-36. The 76ers won game two 70-23. Both teams are better than to get blown out by those ridiculous margins. So the league did the right thing, um, I think, by stopping and trying to get things right. <clears throat> it would have been five blowouts in a row if they hadn't done that. And... Yes, it was frustrating. It was annoying. It was you know, boring at times in, those, in that three-and-a-half-hour delay. But the last three games really made up for it. You had a lot of excitement. You had very close games. Probably Game 5 was, was the least close of them all. Um, and you had a very deserving champion in expansion team T-Wolves gaming. Bear to Beast picked up the 2019 Finals MVP award. Will, what did the T-Wolves do right that enabled them to get the win?
1: I mean, they did a bunch of things. They kind of—it's—it's uh, it's tough to say when you're going up against Coach of the Year Jeff Terrell and the very well coached Seventy Sixers GC team. The t Wolves out game planned the the Seventy Sixers in this one, Josiah. Um, they attacked. They they attacked with Bear. They went with the five out. Um, they wanted to go after Nudini. They wanted to get those switches onto ZDS. Attack ZDS. Um, even sometimes getting switches onto Breadwinner on the power forward and still attacking him, uh, running pick and rolls with Bear and, and Jay Money, um, doing just all sorts of things to try and crack that 76ers defense, which is a good defense, by the way. Players like Stees and Breadwinner, um, both very good defenders. So to to see the results of that, you have to tip your cap to Justin Butler and the, uh, the, the Timberwolves um, as a unit. They had a game plan going in. They went in and they executed it to near perfection. And with all the controversy, all the technical issues and delays with the home and away side, um, the Timberwolves, they well and truly outplayed 76ers GC on the night. Very deserving as champions um, and it all started with their game plan and you know who better to execute that game plan than a guy like bear to beast who was absolutely locked in for this series i uh, the i'm pretty sure he only started showing emotion at the final like few minutes of game five when it was beyond doubt that the t wolves were going to win this entire thing absolutely focused laser focused and um he came up huge in this series and and you know that in and, and and the way they attacked the 76ers um with some help with uh uh radiant not playing up to his normal standard but still you have to credit the T-Wolves defense for what they were doing to make that happen um that was all how this happened Josiah
2: Yeah you had lots of credit to be given out to everyone involved Bear was tremendous um you know Broke down Nudini, um, especially on the away side, but you know, mustered enough offense throughout to to where the T wolves were able to to make up for their you know potentially con- comparative lack of firepower. If you want to say that Radiant came in with a bit more firepower, um, but Bear was incredibly deserving of that MVP award. He was great. He played very well defensively as well. Um, you know, everyone stepped up for the Tier bowl. It was defensively, even, even, you know, arguably their weak point in Jay Money played tremendous on-ball defense, probably the best defensive series of his career. ZDS did the same on the other side. Um, but the T-Wolves just as a team, they had more options, they had more versatility, 76ers couldn't really stop that five out. And, you know, they made some adjustments, but at the end of the day, the T-Wolves just came out and, and defeated them, you know, whether or not that three and a half hour delay had more mental strain on one team than another, you know, the, the Wolves gaming crowd stayed strong. The 76ers crowd less so, Um, but you got to tip your cap to the Timberwolves expansion team. It's it's very difficult to come in as an expansion team and do well, they're the only team who made the playoffs um, in their first season in the league this year. So they just had a great group of guys who really came together, bought into the system um and and refused refused, simply refused to go down. and I think that that's what really stood out to me the most is that bear wanted it more. He just wanted it more than anyone. he was so locked in, he was so unwilling to talk trash, which he loves doing, and he just locked in. he sat there, you know, his hat his cap backward on his head, he's just sitting there, he's glaring at the screen almost utterly, utterly locked in. And the question is will um and and the question. I think, which has already been answered for me personally, with this MVP award, with him really being the face of the team, the vocal leader, the emotional leader of this team, is Bear the Beast the face of the NBA 2K League?
1: Um, I'd say yes. Um, is it also okay for me to say, I'm not sure right now exactly how much it matters,
2: it's okay. Um, it's okay. I'm gonna dispute that with you. But it's uh, okay. okay to say- All
1: right. Well, I mean, these things fluctuate a lot because we've had similar conversations before, discussions about who the best player in the world is. At the start of the season, it was Radiant. Then it was Mama throughout the regular season, and then in the playoffs, it was Radiant again. These kinds of things fluctuate. Um, with a long off season, there are certainly <sighs> how do I want to put this. It, it's it's bears how how do I it's bears status as face of the league it's his to lose right now yes but I don't think he has a super firm grasp on it if that I makes sense with you. I disagree I, I, with you. I, I think I think there is a lot of ways that players can um, uh, market themselves in this off and then come in to the season. Uh winning helps. Winning helps being the face of the league, of course. Nothing's then, as
2: marketable as winning.
1: Right. And then, you know, there's the personality aspect of it. I think there can be some people in line to to take that over. Um
2: I don't think anyone's anyone's challenging him for a very long time, considering the season's over the season doesn't start up again for a number of months. I think winning is the most marketable thing. If if some random person who doesn't have any idea what the 2K League is looks up the NBA 2K League Finals, looks up NBA 2K League Finals MVP, they're going to see Bear. If you look up interviews, you're going to see Bear. It's Bear, 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 Bear. Bear, right? I think before this, it was Dimes because Dimes had the recognition from the rise of 2K to, the, to mainstream, mainstream esports with winning the road to the All-Star game when he was, I think, undisputedly the best player at that time, right? And he was the point guard of the winning team. You know he was he was a good talker. He had a good story. He was the face of two two K esports at the time. Then number one overall pick in the draft, right? Photo op with Adam Silver. He's he's the star, right? They've been re, they overhauled their entire franchise around him after a disappointing first season. They traded Day Fry. They completely revamped their front office, everything. But. Yes, he went to the playoffs. Yes, they were good. Yes, they had a 10-game winning streak. Bear just has more sound bites. Bear has more reaction videos. Bear has more awards across the board. You know, weekly, Player of the Week, Player of the Month, NBA, Finals MVP now, that, you know, Bear is the face of the league, and that's just not going to be changed, certainly over the course of this offseason when there's going to be no games and, you know, fewer players to contend Um to contend for the title right that's not going to change right for a very long time and even when the season starts up again it will be bears thrown to lose right everyone will be trying to dethrone him he's going to set the narrative in this conversation and when you're setting the narrative in this conversation that means you're the face of the league
1: when you're selling online getting your orders out can be a real pain that's why you need shipstation.com it's the fastest easiest and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders no matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code blue. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. I'm curious what you mean by when you say he's going to be the face for a very, very long time. What, what's your timeline when you mean that?
2: I think through this off season and probably through next season, you know, we'll see, we'll see how he does next year. You know, I'm not sure I would have said that Nate is the face of the league after this past year, even though he won finals MVP. Nate is uh, an amazing person, very thoughtful, very well-spoken. But he was a defender. He was a defender You know, as he told me, he told me this weekend that this was the first time playing in the showcase game that he scored more than 20 points on stage. Point guards are always going to have the advantage, right? And let's be real, Bear's sound bites and Nate's sound bites are very different. Bear has a lot of emotion. This league, right, wants to do more promoting in terms of its trash talk, right? Because that is really what makes this league amazing and separates it from a lot of other esports. And Bear is a perfect poster child for that successful great trash talker great story furthermore right he was already someone the league was talking up early in the season he's going to be the face of the league well into next season and i would be surprised if anyone challenges him even next season
1: yeah bear has a lot going for him very charismatic guy um very. You, you see it in the interviews um it, it's it's really hard not to like him you have to you have to have a heart of just black cold stone not to like bear but um he also has you know he has the ring now he has the finals m v p he's a point guard he's exciting to watch um he also has some you know signature moments the the uh
3: the dot to up. the
1: corner yeah. at the uh end of the regular season to send yeah. them to the playoffs against blazer five um very big moments uh that everyone is gonna remember in this league for a long time but my 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 only point is you know, going back to what I said earlier about this best player in the world debate, it's one person until it's another person until it's another person.
2: Right, but until the criteria, it's person the criteria for changing this is so different from the criteria yeah. of the very flexible criteria for changing who, you're, who you think is the best player in the world. Right At the tip-off, I agree with you, we would have Radi- We would have said radiant during the regular season. Mama. Maybe Fab in the last couple of weeks when Fab was really on a tear and doing extremely, extremely well. But Fab doesn't have the same kind of sound bites that Bear does, right? He doesn't have the ring either. Radiant doesn't have the ring either, right? Once next season starts, right? Because Pro Am doesn't matter in terms of the best player in the world, right? Once next season starts, we'll be able to have that conversation about who's the best player in the world. But you can't take away the fact that Bear is still the reigning finals MVP, still the reigning champion, still the point guard of the defending champion T-Wolves Gaming, right? If, if Radiant comes out, scores 40 points a game in the tip-off once again, which, you know, it's the tip-off. The 76ers always win the tip-off. Might well happen, right? He could be looked at as the best player in the world. But he's not going to change, right? But winning one tournament is not going to dethrone Bear as the face of the league
1: okay well i mean there's a it's going to be a new game it's going to be 2k20 it's going it it to be a new season there will be a, a lot season. more new players in the league next year just he's not so. going
2: to be the face of the league
1: rookie is the face of the league now so
2: not a rookie at, anymore not he wasn't a ru- not,
1: a not a rookie, rookie, anymore. rookie anymore
2: not by, a rookie anymore
1: by like three days okay yeah. all right
2: i all right. i think i think there's a difference i think there's a big difference okay no is, I, i'm just saying is, I, there's right? a lot of here, but here's to the, play. the thing. here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Who, if you had to pick a rookie during the season to be you know the rookie face of the league, who would you have picked? You would have picked there. But right? so the wheels were already yes. in motion. Tonight, you're not pick, tonight, sure. No, you're not going to pick anyone else.
1: I mean, I don't think anyone really thought about that. Was anyone thinking about that question? or no, but now it't really hindsight, put much thought. So I don't know. but it really sounds
2: clear. Right. And yeah, if, because... you compare that, if you compare that, though, if you compare that to Dimes, right, during season one, when everyone was a rookie, right, would you have said off the face? You know, you would have said completely Dimes is the face of the league. Well, you would have said, well, he's more the face of the league since he was the number one overall pick in the first ever season. He has a photo with Adam Silver, blah, blah, blah. But Bear has had this building for so long that it's not so shaky a throne. You see what I'm saying? Bear's, bear is bear had the sound bites, right? He had the sound bites. He had the great clips. He had Evan Turner quote tweeting him and saying, "Wow, this is awesome! You know, check out the NBA 2K League." You know, rookies aren't going to be transcendent like that. And if they are, it's highly unlikely they win the title again, right? I, it, I as, really... as, as a starting point guard.
1: I really disagree with you that a rookie can overtake Bear for face of the league. I really, really disagree with you Which there. rookie?
2: Which rookie? Who's it going to be? Don't know. I don't
1: you know. You know could who's... going to be Chalk? I, I was just about to say... I could, know you're about
2: to say Chalk.
1: It could be Chalk. but That's a real big story, isn't it? That's a real big redemption story. Chalk would be
2: a very big redemption story. And then you yeah. would point to what Chalk did before season one. Yeah. I don't think that's face of the league. What? I don't no, think those that's two... the,
1: that's part of the redemption story, though. No, it's part of
2: the redemption story, but at the same time, bro, Donahue is
1: cool yeah, with, Chalk, with
2: Chalk. So I why... know, and I, I think Chalk is probably you know one of the top five most talented rookies or potential rookies for season three. You know, he should right. be in the league. He should be in the league in these very entertaining play. And if, but, if right, he goes no. to point
1: guard and he wins a ring, tell me that you we won't be here a year from now saying Chalk is the face of the
2: league. Yeah. I think there's a, all right, okay, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out this counterpoint. What if he plays point guard, like, for Detroit versus point guard for the Lakers?
1: I, I mean... That's a big only, difference. Maybe. I mean, are you saying, what? Well, what's your point there?
2: My point is that Bear was able to do it in, like, Minnesota. Yeah. Expansion team in Minnesota, right? The only way I could theoretically see Chalk cool i don't expect to go to point guard um, yeah and again we'll have to see what 2k20's meta is like um because that will matter a lot but to the public consciousness i think i still think point guard has the most cachet not most people who could theoretically conceivably possibly have a chance to the throne bear would need a booster of something like the lakers point guard for the lakers that, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen.
1: I don't know about that. point. I'm not sure it's about It's not going to happen. What, I, like, are, th- like, the Lakers, it's not like there's some, like, social powerhouse on, like, Lakers gaming?
2: No, but being the face of the, of the league is far beyond the, the Twitter sphere of the league. That's part of the point, right? Chalk is very popular within the Twitter sphere of the league, right? Toxic Bangs, very popular. Right. More, you know, great content creator, more followers, more subscribers. Not the face of the league. No. Right. Hugely important for the popularity of the league and within the two K community. But Bear, I think at this point transcends that.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Like I I mean, obviously we're so entrenched into this community in this league. I don't know the general feeling of like your average Let's say your average even NBA fan or your average esports fan who doesn't watch NBA Two K League. I don't. We don't even know Josiah what their exposure is. Right, but that's to why a player I'm pointing like bear.
2: Right, but that's why I'm pointing to a guy like Bear who has gotten who right if who is more likely to have been noticed by these random NBA fans because of his personality and his winningness, right? If you're a random fan and you see anything NBA 2K League-related right now, you're going to see Bear.
1: Yeah, but that but that can be changed in a year from now, easily. But it won't, because, because he's still finals MVP. Ch- Nate, no, no, Nate Ch- Paul is still really coming back interviews. and doing
2: content for the league as finals MVP. It,
1: but uh, that can change in a year, Josiah.
2: Right, sure. but a year is a long time.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like you're kind of acting like this is like it's a surefire thing. By the end of next year, Bears going to be the face of the league.
2: But I think Dimes. I still think Dimes. If you had to do a poll, I think it would have been close this year. I still think Dimes would have been the face of the league starting this year. Be, uh, poll who? Poll who? Who are poll? Reporters? Not the, the small community. Would not the small two K community. Face of the league is an outward-facing thing to the general public, to general eSports fans, NBA fans, people outside of the Pro-Am community. I don't, okay. I, don't think, I don't think the league needs to have a face of the league inside the Pro-Am community, right? Because so many players are known, they're friends with people from the community. I don't think you need a face like that. No,
1: no one outside I of think Pro-Am Ta- is watching Pro-Am.
2: Right, exactly. But – you know, that's something I see, you know, guys like Chalk and Toxic are that's something you could make a case for them as being it right now. Right. Bear doesn't stream like Toxic does, he doesn't have the same kind of following, right? But it's an outward facing things, right? It's it's getting that photo up with Adam Silver, it's having a picture with that championship trophy, it's being the poster boy for every promotional material the NBA 2K League sends out beyond the community.
1: Uh, okay, it look, like I understand that. I understand what a face of the league means, but what I, I don't know, you seem to be really like opposed to the idea that a rookie could do that, which I don't understand why. A because rookie can do exactly what Bear did this season win a title. It's it's unlikely. Yeah. Right, but, but I'm not the but exact I, same thing, and we're having a completely different conversation.
0: But a I, year think,
2: from now. I think the combination of factors that that make bear the face of the league now, right, are so highly unlikely to be to be done to be replicated, and even by the virtue of being replicated, that diminishes them, right? If somehow, it's not going to happen, but if somehow the Hornets, right, so far the only confirmed expansion team, if they get a star point guard with charisma, great sound bites, and they go on and win the title, right, they're still going to be compared to what the T-Wolves did this year because the T-Wolves were the first expansion team to do this, the first expansion team to, you know, right, when you draw comparisons, right, we had the whole debate about consistency and we reference the knicks from last year right you're always going to be compared it's always going to be tough to topple storylines that you know have happened the halcyon days of yore right that's why some people are just never going to admit that lebron is better than mj i'm not taking a side there i'm just saying that some Mm. people won't admit that for that reason not that it necessarily must be admitted not that it is necessarily true but even if these same highly, highly particular circumstances are replicated, I think Bears still will have enough cachet, right? right? What about this? What about this, right? Think about, it, think about it in this way. Let's say we don't know what the numbers are from Tencent, right? Tencent distributed and, and showed the finals live in China, right? We know that. Imagine you get a million NBA 2K League fans, and I'm just taking a simple simple number no way, it's a million, but I'm taking a simple number just for argument's sake, right? A million people watching Bear to Beast, watching the NBA 2K League for the first time and seeing Bear do what he did is going to be more powerful for them than than watching it, you know, like it's something normal, right? Something they're accustomed to and seeing a point guard do amazing things once again.
1: I mean, maybe, but they're going to be. Even more fans next season, you would hope.
2: Well, right, we don't experience... know. We don't know what the ten cent numbers are.
1: And their first experience right, right. may be, but senior. right.
2: But you. But how are they getting these new fans through promotional material involving? I guess
1: I, I. don't know. You. You seem like really dead set opposed to to anyone being able to challenge this. I just don't and... think
2: it. I don't think it changes in a year. I, I don't I, think. I don't think it can change so quickly.
1: I think it can. Very easily change. I don't think very it changes so quickly. Can.
2: We'll see. What? What if? What
1: if Bear and the T Wolves win two games next season? Unlikely. But what they if it happens?
2: And they'll replicate the Knicks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and how did Nate, Call, and Adam do on your little rankings there after their season?
2: They did very well. They did very very well.
1: They're not number one anymore, are they?
2: Yeah, but they were not number one in terms of face of the face of the league at the end of last season either.
1: Well, right. your, your opinions, whatever. My opinion, my opinion really doesn't, doesn't
2: matter. My opinion, opinion doesn't matter at all. But if you want to see more of Will's opinions, be sure to follow the Twitch page here and the YouTube channel link is on the Twitch page here to hear just more of Will's opinions because my opinions, for some reason, according to Will's opinion, do not matter. But that's a good point you raised, Will, though. you know, What if the T-Wolves go and win two games next season, right? How do teams sustain being good over the off season, over the course of many seasons? Because right. We had what two playoff teams back from year one this year in the playoffs, two out of eight, uh, blazer five and and 76ers, 76ers. Yeah. Right. We had two playoff teams. We had, in fact, the two playoff teams equaled the fact that the two worst teams from season one made the playoffs this year. Right. So, you know, in the Warriors and the Kings. So, Will, how do you sustain being good throughout the offseason?
1: Well, uh, smart asset management. Just
2: I was about <laughs> to say, I got two words for you asset <laughs> management. Keep
1: um, going. Which the T Wolves showed that they they did pretty well with uh, in, in their first season. Um, and you have a guy who you know is going to be good every single game. So, like, or every single 2K, I should say. So like with the Knicks, Adam, uh, before that patch, he was not a great point guard, Josiah. He turned the switch, uh, flipped the switch on after the patch, Um, obviously had great runs through the ticket, through the playoffs, won a championship. But the big question, for me at least, was which Adam are we going to see in season two? Are we going to see the pre-patch Adam, or are we going to see the post-patch Adam? We saw the pre-patch Adam in Season 2. Um, with Bear, I don't think that's going to happen. Bear's a guy who has sustained success across multiple 2Ks. Uh, it's it's highly, highly unlikely that Bear is going to suddenly fall off Okay, when it comes to uh, 2K20. Yeah. Um, talking about a guy like Feast? who has a skill set that just kind of translates. Um, No matter what, the 2K is a guy with defensive IQ, basketball IQ, very smart defender. Um,
2: Good person, works well with many teammates. Yeah,
1: great attitude, team player. Those kinds of things translate from Mm. game to game, no matter what game you're on. Being a good teammate always translates.
2: That's a really good point. That's a really good point, Will. That's a really, really good
1: point. So so they, they have two guys at least two guys in place now who you can count on to be those guys again in 2k20 to be those guys again in season three um you can add maybe one or two other people from this team uh to to return for season three we'll see how retention goes we'll see how protection goes we'll see how the expansion draft goes um so you bring back a guy like Jay Money or you bring back a guy like Turnup Defense, um, a guy like Jay Money, who's a versatile player. We've seen him uh, in Pro-Am, at least, and in the Combine, play really well at point guard and center. He came in to the T-Wolves. He played really well as a sharpshooter. Um, a guy like Turnup Defense is just really good at NBA 2K, Josiah. Really, really got, good. Got to the finals of that $250,000 my team tournament. The guy's just good at 2K. So. You have guys like that um, in, instead of a a streaky player like Adam was and poor point guard play is going to do you in in this league. And, yep. and so they have a lot more to count on going into season three than the Knicks had. And yeah. so if they, it, it's going to be really hard to replicate hitting on almost every single move like they did uh, uh in this in this past off season, but if you can replicate some of that then they should be in very good shape going into season three
2: yeah i think point guard having a point guard who's consistent and whose skills you know carry over from one game to the next that's super important uh, i'm trying to think back to all the season one teams in season one, it didn't matter as much um, who your point guard was post patch because the shot slasher was so important and could just take over your offense for a number of playoff teams. Um, see Hotshot shot in the Heat or Boo and the Wizards, but you know point guard play is super important, as you said. And I'll, I'll touch more on asset management. You know, though I really like your point about having transferable skills, guys who play the game, you know, through, but. Asset management cru- is crucial, especially if you want to get to the next level. Right? You look at a team like the Blazers, who have two guys who fit your criteria perfectly. They've got an all-world point guard in Mama, who is really good at 2K, who does it year in, year out. You've got Walnut, whose skill set is very transferable, uh, and very high basketball IQ. Asset management for them was a bit more of a question, right? Because, you know, they kept Lavish. Um, They retained Lavish at the end of last year, which wound up being a very good move. Very, very good move. Um, He was great at lockdown defender this year after playing on the sharpshooter last year. Um, They brought back Jomar at the end of the draft, at the end of the entry draft, you know, uh, who fit right in, wound up playing a big role for them. Um, Good teammate, very well liked. But the guy he replaced, right, was King Peroxide, who played for the bucks in season one and whom the Blazers acquired for the number 17 overall pick this year, right? And just to throw one name, one random name, someone who is available at the number 17 overall pick, yes, it's NBA 2K League champion Jay Muddy, right? It's Breadwinner, you know, crucial piece of 76ers GC, all defensive team, all rookie team. Those are two guys who would have been available at the number 17 overall pick. And hindsight is 2020, right? Hindsight is certainly 2020. But the fact that King Peroxide wound up sitting on the bench, right, during their stretch run, during the finals, right, that is not enabling you to take things to the next level, right? Because they got swept in the first round of the playoffs. They got bounced in the first round of the playoffs for a second consecutive season. And I don't think anyone should be doubting the credibility, the bona fides of Mama and Walnut. You know, I think they're a championship core but you need to have more than core you know as, as we saw both years you need to have five guys at the very least five people at the very least who all can contribute all can contribute in very positive and meaningful ways to your team and while the blazers had a very very good team you know they hit on their draft pick in the second round with david right they hit on jomar they did not manage their assets in the optimal fashion and consequently, they were not able to get to the next step. So I think asset management is key. You know, Will brought up an excellent point about you know getting players who are going to stay good from game to game. Um, Will, is there any team you're worried about taking a, a big drop off next year?
1: Oh man, um, talking about playoff teams.
2: Talking about playoff teams. Oh man. Um it's it's a tough question uh, because a, a you know of the two two returning playoff teams right Blazers and 76ers you expect them to be amazing again right because that's just who they are right Blazers are 26 and 4 all time in the regular season 76ers are were 42 and 16 all time entering the finals the best mark in the league right so i guess they are 44 and 19 now still the best mark in the league right is it going to be a team like the kings is it going to be right, a team like the Mavs? They're, they're going to have some questions about who they protect. You know, They're a very talented team, one through five, um, one through six even. Right? Is it maybe going to be a team like the Pacers who are still struggling to find a point guard, right? who have a very, very good core, but who are going to have a late round pick and still really need a, a point guard? Right? Those, are, those, are, those are some options off the top of my head of teams who, who might take a step back next year.
1: Yeah, um, I mean it's it's really hard to predict because uh, you know some of the teams that we thought I don't know were weren't in the greatest position did really well this season. Think about a team like the Kings, the Kings, Um, yeah, and
2: (laughs) teams teams that we thought were going to be very good.
1: Uh I'm I'm trying to think of like last year's playoff teams and like what happened to them. Pistons. Um, Pistons. Well, you yep. trade away oh. a guy like Ramo. That's just that's talk about asset management. Talk about it.
2: Ramo <laughs> um, turned into Dev Goss. That's that's yeah. asset management for you. Yeah, that's um, not got great. The Heat. You've got the Heat who also Heat just... couldn't get to the next level in terms of asset management. Right. Yeah. They they traded J Money away.
1: The Hood for J Money trade did them in.
2: They were 3-2, uh, traded away J Money, finished, what, 6-10? and 10?
1: Yeah, something like that. 7-9, nine, nine.
2: something like that.
1: Um, and, you know, I, I think that Heat team could have been a playoff team if they just stuck with Jay Money. Um, yep. Maybe there were some off-the-court issues we didn't know about, which led to that trade. But, you know, uh, a lot of rookie point guards struggled. Um, and Off-the-court issues
2: can derail a lot of good teams.
1: Yes, um, and and a guy like Jay Money, you know, he was he was a little inconsistent at the start of the season, but I think every rookie point guard in this league was was pretty inconsistent. throughout
2: Throwing the season. away throwing away a rookie point guard, um, at that stage, it's it's questionable. It's questionable. Again, hindsight twenty twenty, you saw what he yeah. did not as a point guard. Right, we have to admit that he wasn't playing point guard in Minnesota when he did play point point guard there. They weren't particularly successful, um, but. I still think that, you know, maybe Majestic could play point guard. You know, they could have swung another trade or something, but who knows? Um, yeah. And then the Wizards, um, the Wizards had lost their own painter. issues. Yes, Lost Pooh Painter made a great trade to get Dayfry. I think. Got very good value on that Dayfry trade, by the way. We, we tend to forget that, you know, they traded the 14th pick. Lakers traded the uh, 10th pick, got Mert. Um, which is not exactly not the value so you wanted it. this year, but versus a guy who plays the game, right? Yeah. a guy who plays the game a lot, and he could be really good, depending on the meta in 2K20.
1: And you know what the prevailing theme through all of those teams, Josiah,
2: is? Identity and integrity. No, not
1: identity <laughs> and integrity, but the asset the management answer. we keep mentioning.
2: Yes, um, that is uh, my other...
1: Unpredictable off-season circumstances, right? um,
2: Trades—you
1: never know what's going to happen. Um, I don't think there were too many teams that were in the same situation as perhaps the Knicks, um, where they had a point guard who was a big part of why they won that championship, and then he was a big part of why they weren't as good the next season. Right? Um, It just is a lot of it came down to. Weird circumstances and and poor asset management. So, um, it, it's it's almost impossible to predict at this point. Um, trying to trying to see, uh, you know, even when we have all the information from the off season, we get a lot of things wrong. Yeah. So trying to predict what's going to happen next season,
2: uh,
1: how many months in advance? Um, eight months in advance. It's
2: um plenty of time for bear to cement themselves as the face of the league yeah sure yeah <laughs> plenty of time yeah asset management very very crucial um speaking of asset management i know great asset for you this show be sure to follow on twitch here youtube as well as linked on the twitch page got some exciting things cooking up thank you all for dropping by post-finals edition